ABC. The 1996 NBA Finals. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. The Chicago Bulls welcome the world's greatest fans to the United Center. Tonight's Game 6 of the NBA Finals is between the Seattle Supersonics and your Chicago Bulls. Welcome. To the CMB Fantasy Football League Podcast. Welcome back into another edition of the CMB Fantasy Football League Podcast. It is Wednesday, October 16th, episode 123. And I'm Jordan Pace, joined with me as always by Zach Henson. Zach, how are you doing? Doing well. Episode 123. This feels right to have you back on episode 23. Yes, definitely. And, um, I'm thankful to Suggs for the intro that he gave. I appreciate it. Yeah, and this comes one week after Jake uh, Standifer of Kemp's crew hosted last week. And it just feels right having Michael Jordan come in and back cleanup after, after Kemp's crew. Oh, yeah, like always, for sure. Yeah, so uh, episode 123, not a lot going on. I, I feel like, you know, the biggest news right now, at least here locally, is the dumpster fire that is the Tennessee Titans and their quarterback situation. Zach, are you surprised to hear that the Titans decided to start Ryan Tannehill and bench uh, Marcus Mariota? No, I mean, not at this point, but uh, I'd be interested to hear what, what your take is and Rish and some of the other guys. Yeah, I mean, it, it just it feels like it's time. Um, obviously, I, I don't think that Marcus was, was the, the problem with this offense. I mean, I think he was a, a contributing factor, not throwing the ball well, not really seeing the field. There's just so much wrong with this offense. I, I haven't seen a team with a bigger disparity between offense and defense in so long. I mean, this is like a top three, top five defense, and I just feel like it's being wasted with this this terrible offense that's put up seven points in two weeks. So. Who knows? Maybe maybe a change was necessary. Yeah, it'll be uh, interesting to see. And but yeah, it's definitely been frustrating so far this season. Another thing that's been frustrating is my fantasy team. But I digress. We will move on. Let's recap though before we talk about this current week. And and we just talked about the Titans before we talk about Week Seven. Let's recap Week Six. Zach, do you have our All Pro team ready as we take a trip around the league? Let's take a trip around the league. I do. All right. Our top quarterback for week six was Matt Ryan, strong side, 38.50 points. Top wide receiver, Stefan Diggs, 44.75 for IDP suck. He just went off, man. Um, other one was Terry uh, McLaurin for Greg, 26 points. James Conner, 30.90 for Jordan Awanazan. Nick Chubb, Almond Brothers, 28.90 points. And Hunter Henry was the top tight end from out of nowhere with uh, the IDP still suck 30 points for him. And I also think IDPs had the second uh, scoring tight end. I can't remember who it was, but I think they had him as well. So if you need a tight end, send IDP some offers uh, flex position, David Johnson, 28.20. And that's for Chase and Carver, your top kicker, Matt Prater, who Greg just picked up 21 points. He was a free agent, your top DST. But you didn't see this coming. in New England, 33 points for East Coast Wombats. And your top IDPs, James Bradbury, cornerback for Carolina, 26.50 points. He's a free agent. Landon Collins for Chase and Carver, 24 points. Devin Bush for uh, Tecmo, 20.75. And your top DBs, Brandon Wilson, Carolina. He's a safety, return specialist, 
return specialist, he ran back a touchdown, 20.60 points. And Chavarius Ward, 20.60 points. He's a free agent, bringing her total to 388.10. That is a 66-point drop from week five. So really a, a low week for the All-Pro team, second lowest all season. Yeah. The thing that, that just I'm not surprised by, but I, I'm never surprised by Matt Ryan's numbers, but it always still shocks me that this year the Falcons are so bad. They're, the Falcons are 1-5. in five. But Matty Ice just continues to get it done. I mean, his worst game all season was his 19-point day against the Titans in week five. That feels like a year ago, by the way, that, that Titans game where the offense just looked so good. Uh, yeah. But he, Matt Ryan's had back-to-back 38-point weeks. Yeah, that's really impressive. I mean, they're just throwing the ball. It seems like their run game is non-existent. Uh, so there's just a lot of passing going on, it seems like, in Atlanta. And then Stephon Diggs, you mentioned 44 .75 points. That comes one week after Adam Thielen finished as the number five receiver in week five. After both those receivers, Thielen and Diggs, complained publicly, were really vocal about being unhappy about their roles and, uh, and, and how that offense looks in, in Minnesota. Things have turned around, it seems. I mean, sometimes it pays off to complain. Um, yeah, I think that Diggs could have had one more touchdown, too, if I remember uh, hearing correctly that – Cousins just barely overthrew him on another long pass that would have been an easy touchdown they said so he could have had an even bigger day Diggs finished 18.75 points higher than the number two receiver like you mentioned was Terry McLaurin of the Redskins McLaurin was signed by Tecmo the day after the draft and then Tecmo dropped McLaurin before yeah. week one okay yeah and then McLaurin put up 23 points in week one against the Eagles uh Greg Coe paid ten dollars and McLaurin's been the number 14 receiver in CMB ever since. So pretty wow. good move so far for Greg. Yeah, wow. I did not. I, see, I was thinking I remembered adding him into the draft, uh, the draft results. And I just couldn't figure out how Greg got him. So that's good to know. And I, now that I think about it, I think Tecmo might have drafted McLaurin in like the 14th round. But when I look at – like if you look at our draft history, there's a different McLaurin. It's like a, a Browns DB. So I don't know if maybe Yahoo got the names mixed up or maybe Tecmo truly did just – uh, pick him up before week one but he's on Greg Co now um, James Connor the running back the forgotten running back for the Steelers had 30.9 points like you mentioned the last four weeks for James Connor have been so up and down 7.7 26.5 11.5 and then 30.9 uh, and I, I just have to mention so I, I don't like to talk about like and I'm sure no one likes to talk about a trade offer or trade discussion that never came to fruition because it might uh, it might hinder future trades. I'll just say it. I sent a trade offer to Jordan Iwanism. And in hindsight, Jordan, you really should have taken this trade because this would have been like the, the worst trade of all time. <laughs> uh, I'll just say the trade involved Jalen Samuel, Sammy Watkins, and Marcus Mariota. I, that, that's who I was trying to trade for oh, man. Less, less than two weeks ago. Oh, man. Oh, and, my and Jordan sat on it for it literally it sat in there for a week. He sat on it, never even replied, never countered, which is always the worst. <laughs> That's the never, worst. Yeah. Never accepted or rejected. It just sat there. So I ended up just withdrawing the trade yeah. myself. Yeah. And dude, he would have come out so pretty in this trade. Oh, I won't say wow. I won't say who I was gonna give up, but uh <laughs> one of them was definitely a starter of mine. So uh Jordan, man, you got banged on that one. Yeah. Ooh. All right, and then Nick Chubb, the other running back. So he's the number four running back in CMB, the Cleveland Browns back, ahead of Zeke, ahead of Kamara, ahead of David Johnson, ahead of Todd Gurley. Who saw that coming before the season? Yeah, seriously. Uh, you mentioned Hunter Henry. So this is his best fantasy day in week six. 
best fantasy performance since he was drafted with the third pick of the second round in 2016. So Hunter Henry, he's been just pretty much injured his entire career. He missed all of 2017. Uh, he's just good, good things, hopefully on the horizon for him, but I, I can't remember who to credit the tweet to, but someone was talking about how this year has been like a tight end Armageddon for fantasy. There's really no, oh, yeah. no tight end is just like, there's scarce. no Gronk. Very scarce. Right. Uh, they, and I was saying that IDPs had the second highest scoring uh, tight end last week, and it was uh, Austin Hooper. So they, uh, they're looking good at tight end over there. They got Austin Hooper, who's had a great season, you know, like you were saying with Matt Ryan throwing the ball. Um, and they're, they are starting Hunter Henry this week with Austin Hooper on their bench. What a life. And I feel like IDPs didn't even prioritize tight end. Like they probably waited until the the double digit rounds. They also have Will Disley. They had well, they had Will Disley, who didn't he rupture his Achilles or something? Yeah, R.I.P. Yeah. So I mean, they could have had three tight ends. Talk about making a a trade. That would have been nice. So you mentioned the. I don't want to talk too much about IDPs or the defense special teams. The New England New England Patriots on ECW. This is the third week in six weeks that they were the number one DST. Uh, on the all-pro team. Uh, they've been top six every single week. And if New England's defense and special teams were a player, yeah. they'd be the number eight overall fantasy player in CMB ahead of Chris Godwin, oh the number one wide receiver. I mean, ECW has a good team, but that is their MVP and carrying them into first place right now. Amazing stuff. And I'm really, I mean, they're going to see a drop off in a couple of weeks, obviously it might affect their matchup when the Patriots go on by, but every week, man, you can count on that Patriots defense. It's yeah. I, I talked with Jake last week about the point margin uh, and their margin of victory. It's like dating back to like the 72 dolphins. They're on like a historic run. I mean, and, and their, their opponents are just garbage. I mean, they got the jets, Cleveland, Baltimore, Philadelphia, Dallas, Houston. Well, it gets tough there. Dallas, Houston, Kansas City. But then here's, here's who they finished the year with, right when the playoffs get going. Uh, first week is Kansas City, which will be tough. But then you have Cincinnati and Buffalo. Unreal. Yeah. Yeah, that, that team is just – it feels like they're set up for another bye in the first round, hosting yeah. the divisional round. We'll probably see Brady in the Super Bowl again. It's just it's, – it's inevitable at this point. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they fare playing uh, Kansas City and some of these other teams because I don't feel like they've played anybody yet, though. True. Uh, let's look at the standings and how the All-Pro team affected that. And right now, ECW is still riding first place. We talked about how they have the Patriots defense special teams. And, and you know, they're not, that's not the reason they're in first. It's those, that trio of wide receivers that they have. I mean, they, they drafted really well. ECW is still in first place. They have the most points for uh, with 1,156 points. And then IDP still suck in second place with the second most points for. So it kind of feels like things shook out after four or five weeks into this league. And the teams with the most points seem to be there at the top. Um, so we'll see if that trend continues. Uh, Kemp's crew, number five team right now, is one of just two teams in the top ten that has fewer than 1,000 total points. So Kemp's crew and your worst nightmare, they're in the top ten despite having under 1,000 points. Uh, so, you know, I, it's too early to say it's a moot point, but uh, it, it is kind of, uh, I don't know if it's ironic, but the, the team that's clamoring for the most points for uh, to be who gets in the playoffs, if we were going by that metric, Jake would not be in the playoffs currently. Yeah, I was looking at the record books uh, before we started, and, uh, you know, West Coast Wombats had a horrible week, as we mm -hmm. we can talk about. and uh, But the lowest or the hardest schedule 
so far for this season. Any idea? Weekly average, who do you think's had the toughest schedule? I'm assuming it's West Coast Wombats. It is not. It is uh, the big orange bullies this year with an average uh, opponent scoring 184.97 points. Wow. Um, all time, the, or the weekly average all time has been Kevin back in uh, 2018. He had 180.22. So right now, Big Orange Bullies is on a uh, record-setting pace for having the hardest schedule in our league uh, history. And then the easiest this year, as you just kind of mentioned, was uh, Kemp's crew with a opponent schedule uh, or, or scoring total of 149.70. So That is low. I mean, he, so Jake mentioned on the podcast last week that he was averaging like 170 a week and that West Coast, his opponent last week, was averaging like 150. And it sounds like, like you're saying, every week his opponent is, is averaging 150. So that's, it, it doesn't get easier than that. Yeah. And just a side note, um, when we beat Greco in, in week four, we won by .05. The all-time single week smallest margin of defeat was back in 2007 when the Jews played Rob's Power Runners and <laughs> won by 0 0.1 or 0 0.01 points. We need to talk about how Paul Oakley's team names used to be really problematic and they would yeah. not survive in 2019. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, uh, that's, yeah, that's, that's the smallest all-time. Don't think it can be beat. I like you dipping back in the, in the record books, though. This is good. Yeah. Oh, whoa. Breaking, breaking. Uh-oh. Tecmo Power Runners have just dropped Rob Gronkowski. They've given up. Uh-oh. All right. All right. Okay. One song. Zach or uh, Matt, you want to play some sad music here? Yeah. Some bagpipes? Yep. I will remember you. Will you remember me? All right, so uh, the next thing, you mentioned West Coast Wombats. So they are, like we mentioned, in last place. They're in last place by 108.5 points. I mean, is it too early to talk about the ice bucket? Well, yeah, it is. I mean, man, that was a rough week with Josh Gordon getting hurt right at the beginning of that game. And then Jared Goff was, man, he was terrible. And they still, got him. They still got him in their starting lineup. Goff's uh, had a bad year. Yeah, their other option is Jimmy Garoppolo. I'd be firing him up over or over Jared Goff, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, and then the rest of their team was just terrible. Tyler Eifert, LaShawn McCoy was no, no good. Derrick Henry. I mean, it was just a perfect recipe for an awful week. Yeah, so looking at the top and the bottom of the standings right now, so there are five teams at five and one. Those teams are East Coast Wombats, IDP still suck, Tecmo Power Runners, H&F Industries, and Kemp's Crew, all at five and one. But the difference between first place and fifth place, uh, Jake and Tecmo, is a lot of points for. So there's a big gap right now, even between all those teams that are at five and one. There are t there are five teams that are at two and four. So the middle of the road kind of like the first in first out of the of the playoff race still uh, all sitting at two and four strong side Isaiah 4031 pace in your face and your worst nightmare so this league is still tight I mean there are a couple teams at the bottom but the teams at the top are close and the teams right there in the middle are really close this is nothing no one's running away with with anything just yet no definitely not there's still time to def to get into the playoffs for sure so um yeah do not give up hope at all I think that there's still a lot to be to be had in the standings still a lot of time to be had in the standings and the pick em challenge as well uh jeff goss still sitting at the top at 27 points but he's not that far ahead uh so jake standifer and matt suggs are tied now they move up to 24 total points 
Jordan Iwan is in at 23, and then Zach, you and Jay Myrick are tied at 22 points. So a lot of teams still close in the race there. I've kind of given up on – or not given up. I'm still competing, but I don't really feel optimistic about my chances and pick them because I keep picking myself every week and I keep losing. So that's an automatic loss in the pick em for me almost every week. You know, one thing I should mention next year when we, when we draft is if you just go through – just take about, I don't know, 10 minutes. Just go through every week going forward and just randomly pick them all the way up into the playoffs. I mean, Hey, you might have a better shot than you think. You know, I think, I think there's been a few people that have done that have already gone through and they just select them and hit save for each week. And that at least gives you a shot. And then when the playoffs get here, you'll have to check back in and actually make some picks. That is interesting. Cause I know some people don't like participate because they just don't, they're, they're either bored with it or they don't want to spend the time doing it. And I get that, I guess. Yeah. So no excuses. If you just want to spend 10 minutes at the end of the draft, even while you're just sitting at the draft, like with your laptop pulled up, I'm pretty sure all the matchups are already ready to go. Just yep. go around and, and randomly select and have fun. Yeah. And I can, I'm looking at week 13 right now, two teams have already done this. So we play Kevin and one team. Somebody's picked us to win, and somebody has picked Kevin to win that week. So there's two people that have already done this. So that's pretty smart. If you feel like uh, you just don't have a time to do this, just kind of go through and make some picks real quick. It should take no time at all and at least give you a shot um, at that first selection in the draft process. I will say, if we didn't do a review or like a preview of the the picks of the week every week, I, I'm I would still make my picks, but it makes it more fun knowing that I actually like talk about each matchup on a podcast. But I, I totally get not wanting to like take the time. You just want to focus on your team. But looking at some of these matchups, we'll talk about later. It looks like some people in our league aren't even looking at their own matchup because there's a lot of guys on bye weeks or are injured that are in lineups right now. And I, I get it's Wednesday morning, uh, but still, uh, some of you guys need to to pick it up. Yep. All right, let's look at some of these week six locks and bold predictions that Jake and I made last week. My bold prediction was that West Coast Wombats would beat Jake. And I, I even added the caveat. I said, if Derrick Henry has over 150 yards and two touchdowns, that is how uh, West Coast would beat Jake. And then they put up just 92 points. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and also, I mean, Jake didn't have the best week either. So before, I don't know if it was Sunday night or Monday night, I, I looked at that matchup. I was like, you've got to be kidding me. It's the two lowest scoring points yep. for teams in the league facing each other, you know. So, um, but yeah, that did not come to fruition for you. Jake's lock was that I, pacing your face, would fairly handedly, his words, defeat the Almond Brothers. And I took an L. Uh, so it's like Jake lost and then I lost. There's, there's no winner in that one. <laughs> then his bold prediction was that strong side and Tecmo, each of them would go over 200 points. He got half that right. So Techno yeah. finished with 209 and then Suggs finished or Suggs and John, I should say, finished with 142 and a half points. Yeah. So it really is like I was looking at point totals through the first six weeks. There aren't that many weeks where a team puts up like it, it is kind of rare to go over 200. Like it's a it's a pretty rare thing that happens. It only happens to like two or three teams each week. Uh, so that is kind of a bold prediction. All right, Zach, I think we've moved on from uh, week six. Let's preview week seven and talk about the Fab recap, which this is the lightest week for Fab, I think, in the history of Fab for this league. There was one player in Fab that was uh, selected in our Show Me the Money segment. Show me the money! All right, Zach, so Matt Prater of goes to Gregco, the kicker for the Detroit Lions, goes to Gregco for $0.00. I I didn't really bid, I guess. I tried to get him for zero bucks as well. And it's funny that a kicker who previously was dropped, I think, a few times in this league, had a big Monday night game, 
And you texted me last night, right, about about Matt Prater. Yeah, I just I thought that I saw you had a kicker on a bye, and so I just thought this is the week that uh, Pace is going to get Prater with his with his Lions, and uh, was not meant to be. So his hair right now and his profile picture in Yahoo, I, I, this is how I replied to Zach. I said, not with that hair. So I'm looking on my phone and it is like silver. It's like, it's not gray. It looks silver. And yeah. through my phone though, it looked green, like lime green. <laughs> and I thought I was like, what is, what is happening in Detroit? So I don't know if it was because of like the water in Flint. I don't know what was going on with his green hair, but that is kind of the reason why I didn't, I didn't really go hard after Matt Prater. I could have bid a dollar, I guess, and gotten him, but yeah. that was our only, uh, our only fab player for the whole week. Yeah. He was, um, drafted by East coast in the 23rd round. And then he was dropped by them, then added by them for $0 and then dropped again back on September 18th and hasn't been touched since. So Greg picked him up for free. Here were some notable non-compete fab players. So Alan, uh, Lazard, Lazard, I don't really know how you pronounce that. The Lizard. Green Bay, Lizard. Yeah, he's the lizard. We'll call him that. Yeah, he's the that. Green Bay receiver who caught a touchdown for Aaron Rodgers last week in their win over Detroit on Monday night. I get him for five bucks, even though no one else bid. And for me, I don't feel too bad about that. Uh, really, the, the lizard is, is an insurance policy should Devontae Adams miss more games. Uh, and then Geronimo Allison uh, got a concussion, a concussion in week six uh, against the Lions. So if both of those guys miss, I'm putting Lazard in my lineup. Go Lizard. Go Lizard. Uh, the next one here, A.J. Johnson, who I think is now actually going by Alexander, the former Tennessee Vol. Uh, the linebacker for, De for Denver goes to Big Orange Bullies for $15, Zach. A, lineba a linebacker who the last two weeks has had solid numbers. Um, he's had 16 and 15-point weeks. So the Big Orange Bullies, uh, Chase being a big Vols fan, uh, going after a former Vol. Hey, getting his guy. There's, I mean, it just – this year, I mean, last year there was a lot more, um, I don't know, it seemed like players that everybody wanted. But this year it's just been kind of dull and uh, fab. So, hey, go spend your money. Get, you know, go get your IDP at this point. But here's what's going to happen, though, is like in a couple of weeks, one of these big-name backs or receivers is going to go down and no one's going to have fab bucks left because they're spending them on IDPs and kickers. Well, we'll see. Go get the guy you want. Go Lizard. Uh, the last one here, Zach, and I, I just – I'm still baffled by this. So, Antonio Brown, who currently not on a roster, H&F, uh, sign him for $5. Uh, this is the – so, this is the longest player history in CMB by far this history – or this season, easily. He was drafted by Kemp's crew with the fifth pick of the second round, terrible pick, traded a week later to Strongside, who then traded an hour later to Dragon Energy, who dropped AB three weeks later – Signed by H&F a week later for no money. Dropped three days later by H&F. And then H&F added him four days later again for $5. So, Zach, as one half of H&F Industries, my only question, why? We were hacked. Yeah. You guys fell succumb to the, the free AB movement. We were hacked by Jake, I believe. We are actually looking into this, reporting Jake's entire Yahoo account to get him uh, hopefully suspended, um, banned. So. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what happened. Apparently at 319, it looks like we uh, put in a $5 bid for AB. I don't know. So the weird thing about this is, and I'm, I'm starting to put the pieces together, and we'll talk definitely in our, in our picks of the week segment, but the biggest rivalry arguably in CMB outside of East Coast and West Coast Wombats is H&F and Kemp's crew. 
it's Jordan, it's Kemp, it's everything. And you all, you, you play Kemp screw this week in fantasy. So I, it just feels like $5 on AB, the guy that Jake drafted with the fifth pick of the second round, kind of a troll move, right? Yeah. I just figured we needed something to talk about on the podcast. And um, I'm going to call it right now. AB, if he gets cleared, if he gets cleared, he's coming back to play for the Cowboys. 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 Bold prediction. So does that mean like Amari Cooper went down or Jerry Jones is making one Jerry, last? Jerry Jones is, is desperate for yep. a win before he uh, passes on. He, uh, and he's going he's gonna to sign AB. You know, it's, to me, that is a bold prediction, and it's not too inconceivable. I could see it happening. Yeah, so anyways, whatever. Five bucks. Um, so we'll see what happens. All right, let's move on to our last segment here, Zach, and this is our Week 7 Picks of the Week. Picks of the Week. First matchup is Isaiah 4031, the number eight team against Big Orange Bullies, number 12. Zach, you mentioned it, that Chase and Carver, Big Orange Bullies, had the uh, really the toughest schedule through six weeks. You mentioned, I think, what would you say, 184-point average each week of their opponent? Yes. So rough start for those guys. Uh, for Jordan, I want is an I want nothing to do with Devontae Parker or Giovanni Bernard, who are Jordan's wide receiver two and RB one. Wait, oh my gosh! Yeah, his bench. Have you looked? Everybody's on by. Yep, James Conner's on by. Sammy Watkins remains limited with a hamstring injury, and based on Tyree Kill's explosion, you know his first week back from injury last week against the Texans, he just went off. I I, I think Watkins' injury feels kind of like a moot point anyway. I mean for for Big Orange Bullies, the only question I have for them, the only question mark is what's happening to Keenan Allen? The first yeah. three weeks, 26.3, 17.8, 43.6, and then the last three weeks, 9.8, 7.8, 6.5. Yeah, so, I feel like it was just the other day we were talking about Keenan Allen being the number one overall wide receiver in our league. Yep. And, man, it's gone downhill so quickly. But I, I think Chase and Carver, they, they need Keenan Allen to have a bounce-back week. But even if Allen doesn't, I'm still I still like Big Orange Bullies, and I'm picking them as my lock of the oh, week. Oh, I was going to say, can this be the lock of the week? This is a collective league lock of the week. You think so? Oh, gosh, yeah. Did I change it? I mean, we can. Let's just both. This is the lock of the week for for everything. This is it. See this the is next. Ours. This is mine. This is yours. This is everybody's in the league. This is even Jordan Iwanison's lock of the week. He just doesn't even know it. Well, what's funny is the next matchup we're going to talk about was going to be my uh, our no-no. Like I was going to say one rule this week. We can't pick this next one as a lock oh, of the week because it's okay. too easy. Yeah. Go so we'll, we'll, we'll both just pick Big Orange Bullies. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. It's, yeah. And that's the bottom line. Because Stone Cold said so. All right. I like that. Yeah. So let's move on to this next matchup. This is IDP Still Suck, number two versus Dragon Energy, number 13. Zach. Like I just said, we're not allowed to lock IDPs in this matchup. If there, I haven't looked at this lineup yet, Rish. Yeah, if if there were ever a more optimal week to play an opponent, if you wanted a week to play somebody, it's against Risher in week seven. His quarterback, wide receiver one, tight end, and defense special teams are all on a bye because they're all on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Oh, my. And his backup quarterback is Cam Newton, who's also on a bye. Oh, and is, no. And is hurt. So this is basically a bye week for IDPs. Uh, I I don't like – it's going to take an act of God and Roger Goodell for Rich to get this Yeah. Uh, let's have a moment of silence for um, 
Dragon Energy and what they could have been this year. Perhaps some more bagpipes, yeah. Uh, Matt? Yeah, go ahead. All right, let's just move on because that one's that one's just like I don't know. I mean, it's like you feel so bad for for the Rish this and he, week. He invested in Tampa, which I mean, coming out of the draft, he his team looks so good. But this, I mean, this is what happens when you invest in an entire team like this for position. So, um, yeah, it's gonna be rough for Rish. So Rish, I mean, maybe take this Sunday. I know back when you were a, a bachelor, before you were married, before you had kids, you used to come on this podcast and sit with us in Zach's living room and talk yeah. about how you were going to eat chicken wings and all that. Fortunately, Devin uh, brought you out of those depths and you found uh, she made an honest man out of you. You're now a father and a husband. So you're, not, you're not doing that kind of stuff on Sundays anymore. Maybe spend this Sunday, I don't know, holding your newborn, playing with your boys outside. Do something other than watch football because it's going to be really depressing. Yeah. All right. Hey, in IDPs, man, I mean, since they've got Daniel Jones, they've been tearing it up. So <laughs> I'm this is, I, yeah, it's a scary matchup. Daniel Jones versus Dragon Energy is what's happening. So I I don't think they've played Daniel Jones yet. It doesn't think, matter. He just needed yeah. to be on their roster. It really like the Avatar too, it's probably my favorite Avatar in all of C and B right now. Yeah. And I know it doesn't include Jay. The other half of uh, IDP still suck. But that picture of Jacob and Daniel Jones, I mean, there are so many people in Nashville that have photos like that from that draft day experience. And those, I mean, you need to print those. Uh, Zach, you guys do canvases, right? For, uh, for your- Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. Maybe it'll bring us some luck. Hey, I mean, if IDP's wins at all this year and um, wherever the draft is next year, maybe we should all just go there and randomly pick whoever's at that tent to get your photo with just some random rookie. You know, I think we should do that. I love it. Zach, have you heard of the app cameo? I have not. The cameo is like a social media app. I'm pretty sure. And what it is, is it's a, it's for celebrities to essentially, if they have a, if they have an account on cameo as a fan or someone you're wanting to do something, you can go on cameo, pay them, anywhere from like a dollar to I've seen like $500 depending on how famous the celebrity is. And you can request them to say something in a selfie video and they <laughs> record a video of them. You can address it to someone. You can have them say like something like go Titans or something stupid. And what that is, is I think we need to start using this for the league. I'm willing to contribute some money. We need to have Daniel Jones make a video to Jacob, especially if IDPs wins this league. I've, yeah, I think that's a great idea, and I'm all for that. And also, if IDPs wins this league, they need to either get a canvas or frame this picture and send it to Daniel Jones with a note and uh, see if he replies. He will definitely not receive that, but I think it'd be great if we sent it. Um, yeah, I also, you know, when um, – I don't know if Jake remembers when we beat him in the championship. By <laughs> I actually sent him a, a message, a letter to Brandon McManus for him to sign a sympathy card. Do you remember this? You, I know. I was going to bring it up. You sent it to the Denver Broncos facility. Yeah, I, sent it, I sent it, you know, just a shot, took the shot, sent it to him, uh, pre-stamped envelope and everything, a sympathy card. I got nothing back from uh, Mr. McManus. I'm sure he was, he was busy doing great things. So uh, like missing, like missing field goals. <laughs> so Yeah. And uh, so we will excuse that. Um, but yeah, so I, I, at the least we need to do if they win is have this picture framed and put at their draft table every year. 
I love it. We need to re- revisit the cameo conversation of, of yeah. former former players who had a big impact in CMB, like Brandon McManus or, I don't know, like Peyton Hillis, guys like that who are lost wonders. Yep. Maybe try and reach out to them and, and talk to some of their former teams. Like get yeah. some of Jeff and Rob's former players. Yeah, I think it's a great idea. All right, let's move on here. Next matchup. This is East Coast Wombat, your first place team against Greg Coe, number six. Zach, I'm going to go against projections, and I'm going to pick Greg here. Uh, he was the MVP leader, or he has the MVP leader in Russell Wilson uh, through six weeks as his QB1, which Russell Wilson, man, what an amazing start. Yeah. Uh, and we talked about McLaurin earlier, the receiver for the Redskins. I like Greg's makeshift combo of Matt Breida and Carrion Johnson at running back, so I, I like this week for Greg. My bold prediction, Zach, Mark Andrews, the East Coast Wombats tight end for the Ravens, he will have his first two-touchdown game of the year uh, this week against Seattle. Um, I'm going to go with Greg as well this year or this this week. Um, bold prediction: New England will not score double digits against the Jets. Wow! Yeah, there you go. I like that. that is Greg. that is that is very bold. Yeah, Greg Greco with the win here. All right, next matchup here. This is Tecmo Power Runners number three versus Your Worst Nightmare sitting there at 10th place. So it's weird to talk about this with Patrick Mahomes, who just since he joined the league or since he became the starter in Kansas City has been someone we just, you know, everyone drops their job when they watch him on on Sunday or Thursday or Monday, whatever. But uh, Patrick Mahomes last three weeks, though, 21 points, 22.75 points, 24.55 points. Is he a regression candidate? Um, I think he could be, um, and man, that hit that he had, that did not look good on his ankle. I don't know if you saw that. I did. So yeah, Patrick Mahomes, it's strange that we're we're talking about a guy who's finishing in the, his worst performance is still over 20 points. And we're talking about being a regression candidate, not having an MVP season. So, I mean, that's a good problem to have if you're Kevin for techno power runners. Curtis Samuel is on a bye week, which that would hurt most rosters, but it's not going to really affect Tecmo uh, because they get to start DK Metcalf in their flex spot in week seven, who is kind of a, a boomer bust player. But I, I like Metcalf against Baltimore, and I'm going to pick Tecmo to win this week. All right. Hey, uh, Winnie just came up here. Winnie, you want to say hi? Say hi. Come on. Are you going to pick – are you going to pick uh, – which team are you going to pick? This one right here? Can you say hello? No. Okay, that was it. <laughs> she just she just came up here. Sorry. Oh, you're fine. So, Winnie's gonna pick Kevin or, or Jeff and Rob. Winnie, are you gonna pick Kevin or Jeff and Rob? What's your pick? Which one? Look at this team. This one or this one? She's deciding. She's gone with Tecmo Power Runners. That's gonna uh, be my pick. Tecmo I love Power. it. There it is. All right, we need to, we need to have this every week, Zach. Make like yeah. Winnie's Winnie's pick of the week. <laughs> All right, I'll let her pick. I'll let, okay, I'll let her pick the next one too. Who we got? All right, Winnie, we have pace in your face, ninth place versus West Coast Wombats in fourteen. Right, which which team here? What do you got? Pace in your face. This team or this team? What do you think? Oh no. Oh boy. I've got bad news. Babe. Oh boy. And I'm gonna have to be let this be my pick, West Coast Wombats. And you know what's funny is I don't blame Winnie Kate. I mean, I know she put a lot of thought. Uh, she looked at the analytics and the data, and, and that's yeah. what made her decision. Yeah. I'm not even going to talk about my matchup uh, <laughs> anymore because every week, last three weeks, I've been really cocky and confident, and I'm just not going to say anything. So, Winnie Kate, I don't blame you. Yeah. All right. All right. 
Last one here, Winnie Kate, your dad, H&F Industries, oh. number four. Come here. Come here. Yeah, this is big. Come here, Winnie. This is a big moment. Big moment. Whew. All right. Out of these two teams, who's going to win? Point at which one you think will win. Which one? Oh, yes. There we go. H&F Industries. Good job, Winnie. Go get her a treat, Mom. That felt staged. <laughs> All right, so Winnie. Uh, I honestly, I had I have uh, Jake pick to win this week. Our team, I do not like the way it's kind of, it's trending, not looking good. Um, so I did have Jake picked, but since Winnie picked us, I'm going to have to go with that. All right, well, I'm going to go against Winnie Kate here. And uh, so we mentioned H&F, number four, against Kemp's crew, number five. Seems fitting that you guys are close in the standings. This, this rivalry has always been close, uh, really close with stat corrections and missed field goals. And every year it, it seems to come down to the wire. Uh, so I, I think it's going to be tough for you guys with McCaffrey on a bye. Yes. Um, Jake, Jake gets Darren Waller back at tight end, who's been a great play pretty much every week this season. Yep. But su surprisingly, though, Waller has not had a touchdown all year. Did you know that? Yeah, I have him in the other league I do. And um, he's just been solid, though, PPR-wise. I mean, he's a great tight end to get. And Jake got him in the 15th round. I, I think Jake wins this year's edition of the rivalry. I think uh, it's personal now, especially with Winnie Kate's comments. <laughs> Everything she, she just had to say about Jake, it got really personal. Yeah, so. it, yeah. yeah. We, it, shots were fired. All right, so let's just recap real quick. So Winnie Kate picked uh, Tecmo, right? West Coast Wombats in H&F. Uh, yeah. Uh, so I, I'm not taking it personally, Winnie. I would totally pick the other team as well. <laughs> Uh, those are our week seven picks of the week. Zach, do you have anything before we wrap this episode up? No, I do not. Um, just make sure everybody puts their pick in for league pick them. It's good to be back and uh, free AB. I'm trying to come up with a tweet of the week, but I, I really am trying to stay off Twitter. It's so, like everything that's happening with the Titans right now. It's so depressing to get on. Twitter. Oh, breaking, breaking. Uh, Marcus Mariota has been dropped by Isaiah 4031. He replaced him with Ryan Tannehill. Uh, well, it's funny. You, you said that, and I was like, I was not thinking CMB. I was thinking, you said dropped. I was like, no, they didn't. <laughs> yeah, I like the, the <laughs> Titans have released Marcus Murray. Uh, wa waved, and he did not wave back. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, that was episode 123. This is the – we already did episode 23. Man, that was 100 episodes ago. The Michael Jordan episode. This is the Michael Jordan episode round two. So this is like the Washington Wizards Michael Jordan episode. Uh, mm. Episode 123 mm. in the books. The Wizards. I don't know if we can speak of that, but we can keep going. That's right. All right. Free AB. Be Free like AB. Mike. Yep. All right. Have a great week.